Welcome back to another episode of Confessions from the Sidelines. And I'm your host, Sarah L. Coward. I am so excited to share this episode with you today. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank our partners. Privacy laws make it difficult to help your adult children in an emergency. Power of attorney documents for your young adult children is a must-have. These are something you hope you'll never use, but when your adult child has an unexpected health or financial emergency, these documents ensure that you have the power to help. That's why I partnered with Mama Bear Legal Forms, where they make it easy to obtain the proper documents for you as a parent. Click the link in the show notes and be sure to use the code SLC20, that's SLC20, at Mama Bear Legal Forms to get yours today. Your student has chosen their school, they've got their roommate, and now comes the fun part of decorating their dorm room. Dormify is a one-stop shop for everything you need for your dorm room, from furniture essentials to even some amazing storage options. Dormify has just what you need to make the most out of your dorm room space. Head on over to dormify.com to check things out. Be sure to use the code Sarah L. Cowart, that's S-A-R-A-H-L-C-O-W-A-R-T at checkout. Today's guest is Wit Bachnight. Wit is the founder of Wit's Tutoring Group, a service focused on virtual tutoring for college students. He was born and raised and now works from Columbia, South Carolina. Here is my conversation with Wit. Wit, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I am excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. You know, I we talk a lot about sports. We talk a lot about like what does it take to become a college athlete? And I always bring up like as the academic person, you know, as an academic coach, we really want to focus in on what does it look like academically? And that's why I wanted you on the show because you do a lot to help students. So tell everybody about like who you are and what you do. Exactly. Everybody who knows me knows I love going to football games. I love going to basketball games, but I have no place on the field or the court, but I do enjoy them. Um, so my name is Whit Knight, and I grew up in Columbia, South Carolina with a big family. I'm one of five kids. Um, and so growing up, I was involved a lot with, of course, my siblings, had a lot going on, but um, I was involved in a bunch of stuff. And I think from an early age, I had to get in the mindset of building up the resume, especially for college. So I was involved closely with my church, my church choir, but I also for sports played a lot of lacrosse, uh, involved in Boy Scouts, Sea Scouts, which is a branch of Boy Scouts that imagine that lost up on the water, um, leadership programs, student government. I was a jack of all trades in high school and middle school. Um, stayed in Columbia for college, went to the U of SC, as everybody else likes to call it and um, studied chemical engineering. And I'm still in Columbia to this day, and I'm married to my lovely and talented wife, Kate. And we have our dog, Penny, who we are obsessed of. So yeah. That's that's so cool. And so this like chemical engineering, right? And that's (laughs) like where it landed you. But now you do something so different that's not even related to your major. Exactly. So I... Definitely went into chemical engineering, know that knowing that I love chemistry and I love math. And I figured, well, having a chemical engineering degree will put me far in life. It will sort of fulfill me. And towards the end of my college career, 
I realized that wasn't the case. And once I graduated, I stuck it out um, and got the degree. But I think recruiters could get the feeling that like my heart and soul wasn't in chemical engineering. So, um, and plus I graduated during COVID. And so a mixture of uh, people not being able to hire and not wanting to hire me made me think outside the box. And that is why I now have a tutoring company, especially in chemical or chemistry, math, physics, and all those subjects that I love. That's so cool that you were like, it's almost like you felt this like push and pull of, I really love this, but I really enjoyed this more. And you like really pivoted and saw a way to go, Hey, this is actually what I want to do. So you actually help students in like these, the STEM side of courses. So you just mentioned chemistry, physics, math, all of that. And, but it's, how do you do that? Like, are you guys just like in a physical place in South Carolina? Is it virtual? Like, how does this all work? So we are, all of our tutors, except for one, are located in South Carolina. But um, since this tutoring company was born in COVID time, and you'll probably mention that like three times in this interview, because it's so important to like, personally, my story, like, and the company's story, um, virtual was a big thing. And so everybody was meeting virtually. Before that, I was sort of doing a side hustle, tutoring some local high schoolers, and and I meet at Barnes & Noble somewhere nearby. But which tutoring group specializes in STEM classes all over by doing it virtually? And no matter where you go, uh, chemistry is the same. Uh, You can count the number of protons and carbon in South Carolina or Alabama or Singapore, it still has six protons. Which is so cool that you can like, I mean, you're talking about all that stuff and the listeners know that like my background is in early childhood education and sport administration. So I actually never took a chemistry class on a college campus because I just, I got out of it and have to do it. So the fact that there are people out there like you who are saying, no, like we can teach you, we can support you because, you know, there are students who even at the high school level still need a little help as they're transitioning into college to really understand a, like how to study, but then understanding the concepts because you and I both know from a teaching perspective at the higher education level that they're moving, they're going through. Cause you might be in a chemistry class of 150 people. And so unless you take your like take knowledge of yourself, what you know, they're they're not going to stop middle of class and be like, oh, okay, let's go back four steps because one student needed something. Exactly. Right. It's so helpful. No matter what you're doing, it could be chemistry. It could be uh, learning how to knit. Um, If you have somebody one-on-one talking to you and having a conversation rather than being one of those 150 students. Everything is more manageable. Um, You feel more involved and a little bit more is at stake when you're sitting in front of somebody and they're point blank asking you, what's the next step to this chemistry problem? So uh, that one-on-one nature and is super important, especially once you get to the college level, because that is, that's a luxury on the college level. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, you just mentioned one-on-one. What type of support do you provide students? Because I'm telling right now, if I had to take chemistry one-on-one, I'd be emailing you and be like, quit, go ahead and put me on the calendar because I can go ahead and tell you it's not going to go well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you, I mean, nobody comes to a tutor saying that they're going to ace the class without you. So you're in the same boat as almost everybody I talk to every single day. And that's okay. I got to tell students different different people struggle and exceed at different things. Uh, But primarily, we do offer that one-on-one session. And I have a lot of folks who, especially parents, come in and say, well, it's virtual. Like, what does that feel like? And I I like to say, give it a shot. I mean, we're on a Zoom call right now. It, it With technology nowadays, it almost feels like we're in the same room. We can hear each other. We can see each other. Um, but we offer a lot of virtual one-on-one tutoring. But um, for midterm, especially at colleges that have common exams, where every chemistry student takes the same exact exam, we can do organized review sessions before midterms. Um, And so those group sessions we host are pretty popular. Uh, So I feel like I rambled. So two options, one-on-one tutoring, as well as group sessions before midterms. Which is so cool because I do, I mean, like I was probably one of those students in college who, if it was a course that I'm like, oh, we have an exam. I wanted to be in a review session with my peers because I knew how I learned, I was definitely a kinesthetic learner and visual learner, but I would miss a lot of stuff because I wasn't, I'd be trying to keep up visually, but that auditory would lack a little bit. And so I always loved to be in those sessions because if I didn't hear something, I knew my peer probably did. And like we would balance out. And so I love that you do that to really help prepare students for, you know, their exams. And so one question I always get from my students and even parents when I say like, okay, go to your tutoring session, they're like, well, what do I do to prepare? Like, do I just show up? And I feel like when kids just show up to the tutoring sessions, they don't get as much out of it as if they came like prepared for their sessions, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And so I was thinking before this and I was thinking what to do to get the most out of a tutor. And one thing that, I mean, you and I might look past when thinking about tutors for a second is get a tutor you can trust or get a tutor that you can talk to. Um, I'll admit there's some situations, social situations or professional situations where I'm a little too nervous to ask questions that need to be asked. And so earning the trust of all my students and letting them know that one, like, I'm not going to make fun of any question they have. I will sit down and answer the same question four times if I need to. Um, but finding a tutor that you trust and even having that open avenue for conversation and questions is foundational. But when we're talking more about practical things, because that's always something that people need to know, I definitely think that students should beforehand think of questions. Now, when I say think of questions beforehand, that could be super literal, like, hi, there is one question, number four on this quiz, that I keep on getting the wrong answer. 
Can we go over this specific question? I love questions like that. But if somebody comes to me and says, you know what? Just entropy, dude. I don't get it. And um, so I love being able to talk about that question. So big questions, small questions, either way, come with questions. Oh, that's that's so good because... and. We say that every every step of the way in either a high school student's journey or a college student's journey is like just being prepared with questions, like being able to start off that conversation of saying, hey, here's what I'm struggling with, or having even like in a recruiting visit, having questions to ask the coaches and the support staff is so important. And so, so maybe because I am thinking, I'm thinking of myself, if I was to sit down in a chemistry class and say, hmm, I don't actually get this. I couldn't tell you sometimes why I didn't get it, but I would be able to circle the problem and be like this. Is that something that's super helpful for you too? Even if we don't have the words to put together with the concepts is saying like, here's what I don't understand and circling it in like the textbook. Yes. I love it when a student uh, 12 hours even or two days, if they're super prepared, which I love even more, but they can send me a PDF of this like, yeah. I really want to go over question one, two, 10, and 15. Those are great. And I can usually look at those questions and find what are those common threads? Why are these questions all being difficult? And this might just go back to something more foundational like, oh my gosh, unit conversions really trip me up. But you might not be able to vocalize that. But usually a good tutor can sit down and say, here are the common threads between all those questions. So short answer, yes, I love it when students are able to just shoot me a text with a question and say, how do you do this? Oh, that's so good. Yeah, because I can tell you right now, I would be totally that person. I'd be like, wait, here's the four pages from lecture that like, I just didn't get any of it. (laughs) So tell me where we have to start, um, which is super helpful. Okay, so now college students, they sometimes live in the town that they go to school. Sometimes they were like me, they're a few hundred miles away, but then we also have students who go to school thousands of miles away. And that we have a lot of parents that listen to the podcast. So how do parents help students? Because they'll get these phone calls and be like, oh, I failed my exam. And the parents Mm -hmm. I know will say like, well, how can I help? And typically the kids are like, I don't know. Yeah. So how can they help? How can parents help? When they're like in these situations. Right. It's a double-edged sword because parents need to be advocates. And I'm so thankful that my parents were advocates of me of anything that was tough. They would say, how can I help? But parents just need to be advocates, but they can't be your secretary. Mm. And there's kind of a weird line that I run um, as a tutor, a full-time tutor, when parents start coming up to me or calling me and saying, hi, like, when is your availability? Like, I want to make a session for my son or for my daughter. I used to just go with the flow and say, here, here's the information, blah, 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 blah. But there's just, it gets bottleneck. Communication always breaks through over time. And so that's being a secretary. A parent shouldn't, be the one to say, um, can we schedule in something for 3 p.m. on Thursday? But an advocate, on the other hand, would be saying, like, dear son, I have found a tutor. 
I need you to make the decision that's best for you. Reach out to them if you need it. And don't be afraid for asking for help. That's a good advocate move rather than the secretary move. Um, wow. That's that's such a good advice to you because, you know, parents who of their students that I work with, you know, typically I do start that phone call with the parent to kind of like assess the situation, see what's going on, give the information. Yeah. But I always tell the parent, listen, I want your student to make the appointment. I want your student to fill out the paperwork, to sign the contracts, do all this kind of stuff, because in the end, we are a safe place. If they mess up and don't sign something or something falls through the cracks, like it's okay. Like this is yeah. like, we can navigate that together. So I love that that's kind of your same approach as well, as far as like supporting kids. So, okay. Finals are just around the corner, which means like it's do or die time. We're looking at our syllabus and we're saying what grade is mathematically possible. Yes. How do you support students especially like before finals, is it more of like that one-on-one time to really dive into? Because some of these classes have comprehensive tests. Totally. Yeah. And so those sessions, I, we, we talked a couple minutes ago about being prepared for sessions for those sessions. I, it's a requirement that when you come to a one-on-one session before finals, you need to send me something beforehand you need to show me that you have skin in the game in order to take one of my uh final spots sort of mentality now i'm not saying that as like a gatekeeper of who i allow to be tutored but but it's just so important that it's hard to cover a semester's worth of material in one hour you gotta work smart you gotta work productive and so being prepared helps you with that. But um, if you're at one of the schools where I have a good relationship with, I'll also have those big group review sessions that are super popular. Um, So again, a little bit of one-on-one, that's the main thing. But for some classes, some universities, I do offer uh, group review sessions too. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking ahead here because I know things get super busy, especially at the beginning part of the semester. So So maybe you have a few spots open going into finals that you could fit students in. But I'm already thinking about the students who their schedules are already set for the spring. They know, okay, I have to take this calc class. I have to take this chemistry class. How do people go about getting in contact with you saying like, saying, I want to go ahead and get on that schedule for spring. What do they need to do? Totally. So I am on all sorts of social media and I have, sort of bootstrap my own website. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be frank. It's not the prettiest of websites because I made it, but I have a website. And so whether you find me, most parents find me through Facebook these days or people in general, Facebook's a big driver. But if you find me on Facebook, find me on my website through Google. Um, both of those options have just contact information. And you all you have to say is, hey, I'm looking for a private tutor for chemistry 101. And then I'll sort of pick it up from there. I'll say, what school do you go to? Do you know your schedule? Because if you do, I'll just send you a picture of my schedule and we'll figure it out. Or um, I also use Calendly a lot for scheduling stuff. And so I have Calendly links as well. And that works for looking at my schedules, knowing what's open. Uh, But 
I usually talk talk it through with anybody and say, do you know what your Thursdays look like? Because I have an opening at 10 a.m., 12 p.m. or 1 p.m. Yeah. And so just contacting me, give me your name, please. I oh. love being able to use first names. Um, there's funny how many people text me and just say, hey, I heard about you. Can you do this tutoring? And I'll do the conversation. I have to sort of sneakily say like, oh yeah. And what's your name again? Yeah, that's like, okay. Yeah. Use Super important name, information. Use your college. Right. Use your college. Yeah. Tell me what class and we'll, we'll take it from there and we'll get you on schedule. Awesome. Well, we'll be sure to include all of those links in the show notes to your Facebook page or website, any kind of contact information so people can reach out to you. And so Whit, you know, the podcast is called Confessions from the Sidelines. So what is your favorite memory of standing on the sidelines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I mentioned earlier, I was a big lacrosse player. Now I, I use the term player uh, loosely because I, I was on the sideline a lot, but um, my school actually had a competitive bowling team. And so um, my sophomore year of high school, uh, we were at the state championship for bowling. And this has both a happy ending and a, a true confession. Um, my, we all had like uniforms, which were just shirts. And like you, most people would wear khakis for them or something like that. But I, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like chubby shorts, super yeah. short shorts. And um, so this was, would have been 2006, no, I don't know, 2013. They're brand new. I thought I was really cool. So I came, everybody else on my team wearing khakis and like bowling shirts. And I came wearing American flag shorts and American flag bandana. And so all the pictures has everybody looking somewhat professional. And then me who looks like a total, uh, just a knucklehead, but um, that's the confession part, but we actually ended up winning that championship. And so um, being a part of a team where versus the cross, where I was a team player, I had my place on the bench and I, served in the ways I could there, but bowling has a special place in my heart because that was a team where I made a difference. And like my time was valued because I could give to the team and I got a lot from it as well. Um, so finding a, a team, a space, an activity, a job where you are valued and you feel valued, um, super awesome experience in high school. And I love those experiences to this day. That's so cool. Well, Whit, thanks so much for being on the show. We are so glad you're here and we'll be sure to drop all those links in the show notes so people can contact you. Of course. Thank you so much, Sarah, for having me on. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you have enjoyed today's show, be sure to head on over to your favorite podcasting platform to rate and review the show. And as always, I'll be cheering you on from the sidelines.